Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a wonderful 4th of July special program planned for you. We're going to be playing the story about the 4th of July, and it's going to be told by the Liberty Kids. So I hope you enjoy that. Gather the kids around. They will enjoy listening to the story of the Liberty Kids and the 4th of July. Very entertaining for all of the family. Also, we'll conclude our program tonight with reading the Declaration. Actually, not reading the Declaration, but an explanation explanation of the Declaration of Independence that will be told so that your children will understand what the Declaration of Independence is and also the Constitution. So I hope that you'll enjoy tonight for our 4th of July special as we hear a story from the Liberty Kids on 4th of July and more information about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. All of this information is to help you and your family learn more about our country's birthday, the 4th of July. I hope everyone has a safe and wonderful 4th of July. Stay cool, stay hydrated, be careful with those fireworks, and we'll be back live next week right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. declaration to fix the people to our cause. The Hessians have arrived. General Washington said that there are 18,000 troops. The time for talk is past. It's time to act. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Dearest Mother, In the last Congress, some of the delegates believed Dr. Franklin and Mr. John Adams were plotting treason against the King. However, this Congress hasn't a single delegate still loyal to the Crown. (laughs) 
James and Henri have journeyed to New York, where James hopes to interview General Washington for the Gazette. Provisions are every bit as low as morale, to answer your question bluntly. Provisions, morale, morale. Ugh, Not so hard! Oh, sorry. You're with the Pennsylvania Gazette, aren't you? We've met before in Philadelphia and Boston. Perhaps you can answer a question for me. What in the world is going on at the State House? From what I understand, long, drawn-out arguments. We need an official declaration to fix the people to our cause. The publication of Common Sense changed many men's minds in our favor, but it's time for Congress to act, to exploit public opinion. We need a complete united front. See for yourself. Here. Yes, what? German soldiers. There's hundreds of them. And more on the way. King George III has made a deal with German princes to hire 18,000 troops. But General Washington, you'll be outnumbered. What will you do? and the Hessians, not without help from Congress. But what can Congress do? They can issue a proclamation of independence. Then the French government may be persuaded to send troops to help us face this onslaught. We've got to get back home to tell Dr. Franklin about this. Excuse me, but we need our horse right away. What's your hurry? We have to tell Dr. Franklin about the Hessians. You mean Ben Franklin? We have to tell Dr. Franklin so that Congress can get the French to help us. Henri? Well, in that case, I'll get right on it. Hey, let me go! Watch out, Henri, they're Tories! Get the boy. They want to warn Franklin about their new troops. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind him. Let's lock this one in the barn. What is it, lad? James! He's been taken prisoner by the blacksmith and some men. Who is James? He's my friend. We have to go tell Dr. Franklin the Hessians are here so Congress can help. And these men want to stop us. Tories. They have him in there. Let's force it open. What are you doing? That's my stable. We're looking for a boy. Nothing in there but horses. What did you do to him? What is this little fellow yammering on about? You can't do that. You just did. That's private property. And that's a human being. James! And you're a Tory kidnapper. You can't do anything to me. I don't know what I can ever do to repay you. I do. Get your horse and ride like the wind to tell Dr. Franklin the news. We need some help from Congress.
Dr. Franklin! Dr. Franklin! Dory's got James! The Hessians have arrived! See, wouldn't let him out! Good heavens. They tried to stop us! General Washington said that there are 18,000 troops. They locked James up in a barn! Hessians lock you in a barn? Are you trying to worry us to death? Henri saved my life! You look a fright! That blacksmith was a Tory. He didn't want us to bring the news to Dr. Franklin. I shan't let you out of my sight for fear of the trouble you find. Start over, James. What did the Tories not want you to tell me? King George has sent 18,000 troops. The Hessians. We saw them arrive. General Washington wants Congress to... Yes, I know. Resolution on independence. We must try harder to get Congress moving or we'll be finding Hessians in our beds. Chair recognizes Richard Henry Lee of Virginia. Mr. President, I would offer three resolutions. That the colonies are in fact free and independent states absolved of all allegiance to Great Britain. That the independent states seek to form foreign alliances and that the independent states establish a plan of confederation. I second all three resolves. In the chambers, order. He's done it, Lee of Virginia. What a headline that's going to make! What an act of treason against the king! Treason? Your king has sent German troops to attack us. I want to hear too. Henri, be careful! Ah! <laughs> oh no! Mr. Dickinson, I'm with the Pennsylvania Gazette. How nice for you. What are the hopes for passing the independence resolution? Few and far between. Independence is dangerous and impossible. Could you explain that answer, sir? Dangerous because without the protection of the crown, the frontier will fall to the Indians. And a European power more ruthless than England will gain ownership of the colonies. Impossible because only New England and the South want independence. The middle colonies, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania will never vote for it. But Thomas Paine's common sense has changed a lot of people's minds. Common sense is anything but. And just as Mr. John Dickinson tried to infer that Paine's common sense is a waste of time... I don't think infer is the word you want to use. Yes, it is. She's right. Well, it sounds good. Words have a great power, James. I know. I'm a journalist. You have to be more careful in choosing them. What would be the right word? Suggest? Doesn't sound as good. But it communicates your meaning. Even with the right word, this article's no good. I don't know whether Congress is going to adopt the resolution. Dr. Franklin is having a secret meeting upstairs about just that subject. So it is our job to come up with a written statement of independence on which Congress is to vote. So you'd better start working on it, John. Not me, Franklin. My shrill insistence and lack of tact have made me too obnoxious. If the others know it's my hand on the pen, they'll tear it to shreds. Whom do you propose to write it? You, Dr. Franklin. You are the most famous writer on the continent. I pass. I write for the amusement of my readers and myself. I will not write something only to have a Congress rewrite it. 
What about Roger Sherman or Robert Livingston? They're on the committee as well. They can barely write their names. Jefferson, you have a fine mind and a gift for language. Me? You. It will be an honor to turn what talents I have to this cause. I only hope I prove worthy. Mr. Jefferson going in such a hurry? He's got a lot of writing to do. <sighs> Drat! Have to do better than that. Go away! Just want to ask him some questions. He's too busy working. Working on what? I think I know a way to find out. How? Never mind. Just wait for me back at the print shop. Let yourself in. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to destroy the... When in the course of human events it becomes imperative to cut asunder the... When in the course of human events it becomes desirable for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another... <gasps> it's sedition! He's writing an explanation for... Breaking off all ties to the crown. Finally, a declaration of independence. But why does he keep starting over? Why not just write it and have done? Remember what I said about the power of words? But doesn't he know that action is needed now? It is important to take the necessary time to choose the correct words. Especially when defying a king. And do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Order! The chair recognizes John Dickinson of Pennsylvania. James, look! Those men need help! We don't have time. We're already late for the reading of the Declaration. And this rain doesn't help. But they'll get soaked! So will we! Look, that one man has a collar. He's a man of God. We're stopping. All right. Need some help? Bless you, lad. What we need is transportation to the State House. Hop in. That's just where we're headed. Peace and prosperity would be the benefits of independence. Unlike my esteemed colleague, Mr. Dickinson, I have nothing but contempt for the present situation and nothing but hope for the... We've been detained by the elements. Order! Please explain this interruption. I'm the Reverend John Witherspoon, and we are the newly elected New Jersey delegation. 
We've been instructed by the New Jersey Provincial Convention to support the resolution for independence. Order! This is a most welcome interruption. Are we late for the vote? Thank heavens, no. Thank the heavens, indeed. But thank these young people. Without their help, we might have missed it. I can't thank you enough. We are happy to have been of service. Can we stay and watch? Please, take the seats behind mine. But you must not tell anyone what is said here. All in favor? All opposed? That was only a straw vote to see where we stand. Well, only Delaware and Pennsylvania stand against the independence resolution. But in order to adopt it, the vote must be unanimous. The actual vote will take place tomorrow morning. Until then, we are dismissed. Rat! If only Caesar Rodney of Delaware were here, he'd vote with us and bring Delaware to our side. Caesar Rodney is bedridden. Wait a minute. James, could you and Moses race to Delaware to visit a sick friend? Thieves, I'm alone. You'll only have me to rob. <laughs> We're not robbers. Ah, uh, then you've come to escort me to the next world. No, just Philadelphia. That's a far cry from heaven. Dr. Franklin sent us. With news of the independence resolution? The vote is tomorrow, and your vote is very important. Help me out of bed, gentlemen. Wouldn't it be better if you rode in the carriage with us? Speed is everything. <laughs> Thanks again, fellows. <laughs> That cough sounds bad. We'd better try to keep up with him. I don't understand why he wouldn't let us take it. Now you've seen a real hero. to make it inside. Oh. <laughs> As I believe the voice of my constituents and of all sensible and honest men is in favor of independence, my own judgment concurs with them. I vote for independence. It's unanimous. The resolution on independence passes. He made it. 
You got the yes vote for Pennsylvania? Mr. Dickinson saw the inevitability of our cause and stayed home. At last, America is independent. Mark my words, this day, July 2nd, will be remembered as the most revered day in American history. An occasion for games, sports, bells, bonfires, and illumination. In accordance with the wishes of the delegates, let us now debate Mr. Jefferson's declaration. Debate what? The time for talk is past. It's time to act. The bonfires and illuminations may have to wait, John. The Congress wants to quibble over the words. But you're cutting my document to pieces. I count 30 deletions and changes so far. More than a quarter of the length is gone. Your pride is understandable, Mr. Jefferson. You have written a magnificent document. But it's vital for us to be united as we take this drastic step. The chair recognizes Mr. Rutledge of South Carolina. Why do they have to cut the life out of the Declaration? It's fine as it is. It goes back to what I've said before. The power of words. They are choosing a set of words for which men will surely fight and die. Great care must be taken. There. A signature big enough for King George to see it all the way from London. Dr. Franklin? We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And there you have it, men, our Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776. Independence! Freedom! Amazing! That one document can have this effect on tired, dispirited soldiers. This is madness! Where will it end? In independence? If the purpose of the Declaration is to gain popular support for the cause of independence, it looks like it's working. This will make it easier for the United States of America to appeal to the French for military support.
I have to admit it, Sarah. You and Mr. Jefferson have taught me a lesson I'll never forget about the power of words. Independence! rebels into the river and have our troops home in time for Christmas. British regulars! They're right behind me! They're running? Why are they running? Because they can't fly. for a week now. General Washington, the commander of the American army, has been busy fortifying the city and harbor. And no wonder with the arrival of the British fleet. What a sight. Some say there are so many masts that it looks like a floating forest. You were so kind to ask Mrs. Radcliffe to give us lodgings. They are quite restful. Down with the king! I'm sorry I cannot say the same for New York. Ever since the reading of the Independence Declaration on the 7th, it has been a city gone quite mad. for trouble. Anywhere you go, bad things happen. Do not. I think you'd better listen to James. You two are just jealous because I have more fun than you do. Down with George! Independence! Of what possible good is a broken statue? I heard they're taking it up to a cannonball factory in Connecticut. And why on earth would they go to all that trouble? General Washington told his staff that he intends to return the lead in the statue to the British troops as soon as possible. 
seems pretty boastful. General Washington's been Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army a whole year and has yet to fight a battle. I think he'll get his battle soon. A big one. There. That's where we'll strike General Washington and his army. On the heights, we'll drive these pesky rebels into the river and have our troops home in time for Christmas. I thought you would be more comfortable eating here. Nowadays, the streets are so unsafe. <coughs> this collar is unsafe. <gasps> I don't know where all those dreadful persons on the street have come from. I've never seen them in this neighborhood before. <coughs> Out-of-town troublemakers would be my guess. As Mr. Radcliffe used to say, this rebellion business will soon get out of hand. I'm sorry I won't get to see Mr. Radcliffe this trip. My mother used to enjoy his stories. You said he's in... Uh, uh, Canada? Yes. Seeing to some timberland we are thinking of buying along the St. Lawrence. Well, I'm just glad the British fleet has arrived. The sooner General Howe puts things right, the sooner we can all get this silly revolution business over with and get back to normal. Oh, boy. Why were you making those faces at Mrs. Radcliffe's? I couldn't stand it. Seeing to some timberland, we're thinking of buying along the St. Lawrence. Stop that. It's impolite. I saw a list of Tories at General Washington's headquarters. Mr. Radcliffe's name was on it. You don't mean the army is going after private citizens. No, but some other private citizens might. And I think Mr. Radcliffe and some of his friends thought it best to leave until things blow over. I don't think things will blow over very soon, if our Henri has anything to do with it. Hey, careful! <laughs> Sometimes I think Henri believes this is all just a big party for his benefit. Uh, Sarah, don't look now, but I think someone has his eye on you. Foolish. Awfully busy, isn't she? Yes, she thinks she's a journalist. Miss, allow me to introduce myself. I am Udney Wolf Hutchinson from Milford, Connecticut. My comrades in arms and I have arrived to defend this city and ladies such as yourself from the cruel, vindictive English. I am English myself, sir. Does that make me cruel and vindictive as well? Uh, I was only repeating terms some of our rougher members commonly use to refer to the enemy. Whether they are cruel and vindictive or, gentlemen, they are soldiers, and I offer my strong arm for your protection. Forgive me. Duty calls. You've got to be kidding. Didn't he say his name was Ugly? It was Udney, and you know it.
Where are you going? With you and the soldiers over to Brooklyn to watch the battle. Sarah. I'm a journalist too. Remember, Concord? Your promise to Ben? Dr. Franklin, I won't put myself needlessly in danger. What is it with you and your need to imitate people? All right, let me put it this way. You can't go. You're not my mother. She's right. You're not her mother. Hmm. No, but I'm responsible to Dr. Franklin, and he's responsible to her mother. Besides, it's too big a story for both of us to be in one place. One of us needs to report on what happens in the city. Let's face it, you're more comfortable with tea and crumpets than me. I must admit, James, occasionally, you're right. General Washington sends reinforcements to the fort on the heights at Brooklyn to counter a large force of British troops heading for Long Island. All right, I'm going to Washington's headquarters. What about me? Can I go? No. no. We'll see about that. Sarah, who's that waving at you? Oh, it's that. Henri? General Putnam informs me that the British are moving up the Gowanus Road and Hessian troops have been spotted on the Flatbush Road. But there is still a substantial number in camp on the beach. I don't have to tell you what is at stake here, gentlemen. Everything worth living for. None of my boys will disappoint you, General. They'll throw the redcoats back onto their boats. General, if I may, this Jamaica Road concerns me. It's presently undefended. The enemy is here at the Gowanus Swamp. And that is where I'll strike him. I could ask you a few questions. Yes, General Washington told me about you, Franklin's apprentice. Does it bother you that a good portion of the enemy is made up of Hessians? Well, son, the enemy is the enemy, whether they're British troops or German mercenaries hired to fight by the British. But to have no other reason to be here than to fight for money. No cause, no country, no freedom at stake. It doesn't seem right. I think you'll find they have as many reasons to be here as we do. Now, if you will excuse me... Gentlemen, I have a special mission in mind. I need volunteers. Paid volunteers. I'm in! Sure! What's the mission? In the interest of fairness, I think the readers of Dr. Franklin's newspaper should understand the thoughts of those loyal to the king. That's a dangerous point of view to have these days. Well, nevertheless, I'm interested in what you think about the revolution. I'd keep your name out of it. I think it's a dangerous, foolhardy adventure. Why do they want to fight to create their own country? 
They feel England has mistreated them. I've read this Declaration of Independence. Is it worth going to war because the king called for their legislative bodies to meet in uncomfortable places? That's just one of their reasons. And the men who signed it, what do they know about running a country? These New Yorkers here, Francis Lewis, a hat seller. Lewis Morris, a farmer from up country. William Floyd, I've never even heard of him. This Philip Livingston is such an insufferable blowhard, Mr. Radcliffe had to ask him to leave a supper we were giving for the governor. Dr. Franklin signed it too. Yes, I know. Even the brightest of men do foolish things from time to time. My dear, you yourself are English-born and bred. Our whole lives are tied to England. Our commerce, our culture, our laws, our religion, our education. Where do young Americans go to become doctors, lawyers, and clergymen? England. In what language are you writing your article? English. Exactly. Oh, my. It started. Oh, dear. May God protect us all. Looks like General Sullivan was right about the attack. It's way over there by Gowanus Swamp. Um, I was wondering, why did you take money from Lord Sterling? I thought Hessians were the only ones who fight for money. We fight for a cause. James, I believe in our cause as much as the next man. But I haven't been paid in a long time. Everyone needs a few coins. And goodness knows Lord Sterling has plenty to spare. Believe me, there's not enough money on Earth to make men face fire like that. But they're doing it. And my time will come. That's a rider. Coming fast, too. British regulars! They're right behind me! Lord Sterling was right. They're using Jamaica Road for an attack. Come on! You say you're a spy? On the staff of General Washington himself? You're just a child. That is the beauty of it. Everyone thinks that and pays me no mind. What better disguise for a spy? Washington. The entire right is falling back on Gowanus Road. On the left, General Sullivan has been flanked, and he cannot hold. Where? The Jamaica Road. Lord Sterling's troops held out as long as they could, but now they're pulling back to the heights. They're running? Why are they running? Because they can't fly. Today, I don't know if I'll ever sleep again. How do you think General Washington did? All's I know, General Washington goes a year without a battle. First one comes along, and the best we can do is run away. 
Nobody could stand up to what the British threw down that road. Well, we sure didn't. What now? I don't know. I just hope we don't have to surrender. General, the reports say the troops that survived the attacks are safely back onto the heights. How many didn't survive? We don't know yet. Lord Sterling was captured. Casualty estimates are high. There's more. What else? They captured General Sullivan, too. Hmm. General Howe is welcome to him. Boats. All the boats we can find. We are leaving the heights. In the morning, sir? Now. Listen, I am not even a colonist. I am European, like you. We think you are a spy, and until we think something else, you're not going anywhere. A spy? What an idea. I am just a kid. Is that everyone? Yes, General. We're the last. The rest of the troops have already escaped in the boats. <sighs> General, our retreat at night in the face of the enemy will be seen as the work of a military genius. I'm afraid this retreat is a very unmilitary thing to do. We were licked plain and simple. I wasn't ready for them. something you don't see every day. Are these reports correct, Captain? The Colonials abandoned the entire fort last night? Yes, General Washington sailed off under the cover of fog and darkness. It seems General Washington doesn't believe in the accepted conventions of war. You lose the battle, you surrender. You're back. Pardon me. Are you all right? I'm fine, really. Well, what was the battle like? It was pretty bad. But General Washington safely snuck the whole army away during the night. Where's Henri? Isn't he here? We haven't seen him since you left yesterday. I thought he caught up with you. I wonder where he... Oh, no. Where have you been? Nowhere. What have you done? Nothing. What kind of trouble did you cause this time? Me? Trouble? Do we really want to know? No. Where are you going? 
Since Washington's retreat from Long Island weeks ago, General Howe's done nothing. Until today. That cannon fire has been going on all day. James said something was up at Kipps Bay, and I bet he's there already. Want to bet? Sarah! <gasps> Henri! We lost again! You were there? No, I found Ugly and he told me what happened. Is Adni all right? Yes. Why? I thought you didn't like him. Well, I was just wondering, that's all. So what happened? Well, Adni told me... We was waiting at Kipps Bay, and the British opened fire. General Washington told us to stand our ground. But I guess it was too much for some of us. The officers couldn't stop them. Stand your ground! Return to the ramparts! Stand your ground, you... How am I to win a war with men like these? General! <laughs> you must come away! You can't win a war by retreating! Or can you? So that's Udney's story. It's not a proud day for our revolution. What's Washington going to do now? I'm puzzled, General Howe. What kind of commander fights a battle and after losing, instead of surrendering, retreats to fight again? Evidently, this American General Washington. <laughs> from James. Let it be good news for a change. It seems we still have quite a few troops, and General Washington has moved them all to a fort on Harlem Heights. This has turned into a new kind of war, an American war. General Washington is going to fight a delaying action, hoping to wear down the British while giving himself time to build and train an army. An army that fights with little or no pay. Few supplies, few weapons, but with a belief that they are Americans. And Americans will fight and die for freedom, nothing less. P.S. Some soldiers are putting up a flag on our new flagpole. There's not much wind today, so the flag is just hanging there. But it's still there. Declaration of Independence Even though it was first signed on July 4th, 1776, that was a long time ago, it is still with us today. The original Declaration of Independence is kept in this building, a building called the National Archives Museum, the same place the original Constitution and Bill of Rights are kept.
The National Archives Museum puts the Declaration of Independence on display so people can come and see the document that started the United States of America. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We want to give you the full story of the Declaration of Independence so you can see why it is so special. We mentioned that the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. To understand the Declaration of Independence, we have to know what was going on at that time. Back then, the country of Great Britain had 13 colonies in America. The 13 colonies were upset at Great Britain because they felt they were unfairly treated. One thing led to another, and the 13 colonies went to war with Great Britain in a war called the Revolutionary War. A year into the war, the 13 colonies made the decision to officially declare their freedom from Great Britain. So they got help from this guy, a gentleman named Thomas Jefferson. Have you heard of him? Thomas Jefferson was the main author of the Declaration of Independence, and it was his job to put to words exactly why they were declaring independence. And that's what the Declaration of Independence does. The Declaration of Independence explains why the 13 colonies were forming a new country, the United States of America. So for 17 days, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence with the help of a small committee, which included Benjamin Franklin and John Adams. They edited the document and made changes before the document was given to the Second Continental Congress. And catch this, on June 28, 1776, Thomas Jefferson and the committee shared the document with the Second Continental Congress in Independence Hall. An interesting fact, when they shared it with the Second Continental Congress, it wasn't actually called the Declaration of Independence. They originally called it a declaration by the representatives of the United States of America in General Congress Assembled. Wow, long title. That's a long title. I'm glad it was shortened, right? Once they had the document, Congress made changes. They shortened the document itself, and the document became known as simply the Declaration of Independence. Then the big day came. On July 4, 1776, Congress voted for the Declaration of Independence. The date was written on the Declaration of Independence, and even though it was not signed by everyone right away, it became official that day. The first person to sign was a guy by the name of John Hancock. It made sense. He was the president of the Second Continental Congress. He is famous for his signature on the Declaration of Independence because he wrote his signature with such big letters. You can see his signature here. Plus, this is a super cool signature. Do you see this H down here? That's really cool. There's like an H and a loop and wow, <laughs> that's awesome. That is so cool. 
Did you know you could visit Independence Hall today? Independence Hall, remember, is the place where Thomas Jefferson and the committee shared the Declaration of Independence with the Second Continental Congress. It's where the Declaration of Independence was voted on, and it's where the Declaration of Independence was signed by John Hancock and others. So just visit Independence Hall in Philadelphia if you want to see these cool green tablecloths in person. So the Declaration of Independence was signed, but it wasn't signed all at once, not at one time. And this is interesting, 56 people signed the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that incredible? 56 people! Share that with somebody right now! A dog, a cat, a person, a wall, okay? A desk! 56 people signed the Declaration of Independence! 56! Wow, that's a lot of people! The Declaration did exactly what it was supposed to do. It announced a new nation, the United States of America, and why the 13 colonies believed it was necessary to leave Great Britain. But it also stands as one of the most incredible historical documents of all time. Listen to these famous words from the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thanks for learning about the Declaration of Independence with us, the document that started the United States of America. We hope you get a sense of how special it is and why so many people love visiting the National Archives Museum to see the Declaration of Independence for themselves. The Constitution is a very special document for the United States of America. It was written in 1787. It was the plan for how the government of the United States of America would run. It was important for the United States to approve a constitution so everyone would know how this new government would operate. Hey, did you know the constitution has a nickname? That's right. Just like you might have a nickname, the constitution of the United States has a nickname too. The Constitution is called the highest law in the land. It has that nickname because it truly is the highest law in the land. Every other law is supposed to follow and respect the Constitution. Government leaders are called to follow the Constitution and make sure that no laws are passed that go against what is written in the Constitution. The Constitution is the law that all other laws are supposed to support and follow. So the Constitution is a special document written in 1787. It is a written plan for how the government of the United States works. It has a nickname, the highest law of the land, because every other law is supposed to follow the rules found in it. 
Now we are going to look at some specific things that make the Constitution so amazing. The Constitution has a lot of words in it, but none as famous as the first three words. The first three words of the Constitution are written with big letters and say, We the people. Why do you think the Constitution begins with those words? Why does the Constitution begin with, We the people? Hmm. Those are the words that open the Constitution because that idea is the cornerstone of our country. You see, the U.S. government exists for the people, by the people. One of the reasons the colonists fought for independence from Great Britain was to get liberty and freedom for the people. The Constitution starts with we the people because it is not just written to set up the United States government. It is written for the people, by the people. You see, the Constitution not only was the plan for how the United States government would work, it also protects people's rights. The Constitution is made up of seven articles and 27 amendments. The seven articles mainly focus on how the United States government works. The 27 amendments are additions to the Constitution that came after 1787. Many of the amendments are written about the rights that people in our country have, while other amendments have clarifications about how the United States government works. None of the amendments contradict each other or contradict any of the seven articles. The first ten amendments to the Constitution are known as the Bill of Rights. They protect the most basic freedoms of every American citizen. Rights are things that everyone should be allowed to do. For example, the First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees us freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of assembly. There are some freedoms that took a long time but finally got added to the Constitution. For example, the 13th Amendment outlawed slavery. The 15th Amendment finally gave African Americans the right to vote, and the 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. Just like amendments have been added in the past, there may be more amendments that could be added in the future. Maybe in your lifetime there may be 28 or 29 or even 30 amendments. Hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. That is the Constitution, the highest law in the land. With seven articles and 27 amendments, the Constitution not only shows us how the United States government operates, it also shares the rights and freedoms we have as American citizens. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Canhill 95.3 FM and CanhillRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Real on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Real for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.